Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Good House 1968. This is Brother White speaking. What I do is read and interpret from the Tanakh. It's the Hebrew Bible. Our ministries must be supported by uh, you guys for the uh, causes of uh, what we are involved in uh, helping uh, the unfortunate get Bibles and uh, learning materials. And these learning materials need to be paid for, so I ask for the uh, the brothers and sisters to support Good T- House 1968 by going to goodhouse1968.space and there's our store where you could shop for all your digital marketing products or digital products. And uh, you can just browse along and look and see if there's something you like and make a purchase or um, if you are... Well, anyway, uh, you can shop at goodhouse1968.space and uh, pick up something, and by by doing that, you're supporting the ministries. I'm able to go back distributing Bibles, free Bibles, to the uh, listeners. All right, um, I'm going to open with a word of prayer. Good, I petition that uh, you not let the the uh, mind wither like a fig tree. The mind of the spiritual mind, the, the mind with faith building, truth building, and trust building, and belief building. Strengthen it up that we do not become like a withered fig tree and lose all causes for good actions or good. I, I pray and beg that you strengthen us up and give us the ability to make it through the last days and take us through the last days and uh, harness our uh, truer selves in good action, good righteousness, love, purity, and uh, keep harnessing us there, not uh, things that do not exist. Praise in the name of your son, Yeshua, shalom, amen, amen, shalom. Okay, we are here. With that, he left them and went outside to be at Yahweh. The next morning on his way back to the city, he felt hungry. Spotting a fig tree by the road, he went up to it but found nothing on it except leaves. So he said to it, may you never again bear fruit. Immediately, the fig tree dried up. The Talmudim saw this and were amazed. How did the fig tree dry up so quickly? They asked. Yeshua answered them. Yes, I tell you, if you have trust and don't doubt, you will not only do what was done to this fig tree. But even if you say to this mountain, go and throw yourself into the sea, it will be done. In other words, you will receive everything you ask for in prayer, no matter what it is, provided you have trust. So here is showing, don't let your faith wither like a fig tree. But yet, let your faith grow like a fully blossomed tree. You want your leaves to shine or your fruit, ripe fruit or righteous fruit to shine. And this is because of your righteous harvest. So you reap what you sow. And we want to reap a ripe fig tree. As he said, if you have trust and don't doubt. 
So we must have trust in our lifetime in the fact that Yeshua died for our sins. He gave his life that we may be able to live forever and be able to share in the good of the new kingdom. He went into the temple area and he was teaching the head Kohanim and the elders of the people approached him and demanded, what what nickel do you have that authorizes you to do these things? And who gave you this Mecca? Yeshua answered, I, t- I tell, I too will ask you a question. If you answer it, then I will tell you by what Mecca I do these things. The immersion of Yochanan, where did it come from, from heaven or from a human source? They discussed it among themselves, as we say, from heaven, he will say. Then why didn't you believe him? But if we say, from a human source, he will, we are afraid of the people, for they are regard Yochanan as a prophet. So they answered Yeshua. We don't know, and he replied. Then I won't tell you by what Micah I do this thing. So they were asking by what uh, Micah did he do the powerful works he did. And yet he had already told them they know the prophecy that uh, was supposed to be fulfilled and was. That he came and he was to give his life for us to have a new life or to have life for eternity. This is a great gift and they knew that. And yet they wanted to play a game with him, but yet they feared the crowds and the peoples that regarded him as the greatest thing ever to be, because he is, and God is the greatest thing above him. So we have to we have to keep our trust, faith, and belief in Yeshua and good or God. We cannot let it go to the right or to the left. We cannot let it stray. We cannot stop asking the Creator to direct our footsteps. We have to always pray and ask Him to direct our footsteps and to keep track of us on a day-to-day basis as could ever be possibly can or could. So we want to relax and we want to not relax in a sinful state, but we want to relax in a state that we let good carry our burdens Yaakov meaning good so we want good or Yaakov to carry our burdens and we don't want to fall to the temptations of the devil or Satan and his demons we want to be free from all practices of theirs and we don't want to allow our practices to seem as strange things to others that they would uh, would seem as an occult and they wouldn't take our ministry seriously so we want to continue to do so if we're not doing, start doing so, uh, bearing a good name on the Creator because of the good you do. But give me your opinion. A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work today in the vineyard. He answered, I don't want to, but later he changed his mind and went. The father went to his other son and said the same thing. This one answered, I will, sir, but he didn't go. 
Which of the two did what his father wanted? Well, that's the first they replied, that's right. Yeshua said to them, I tell you that the tax collectors and prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For Yogan came to you showing the path to righteousness, and you wouldn't trust him. The tax collectors and prostitutes trusted him, but you, even after you saw this, didn't change your minds later and trust him. So, just as we obey our parents, as the example here, if you obey your parents, you would obey God, who is the head father. You would go about like the prostitutes and tax collectors, taking advantage of this chance, this moment for everlasting life. You keep up studying your scriptures on a day-to-day basis. Let it build in you until you study almost the whole the Bible completely every day. And if you could, you could read it every day, the whole Bible. I'm saying if you could, but that's not possible because it's like uh, a couple of thousand pages. Unless you're a very fast reader, never ever. Anyway, we want to stay with the, the creator doing righteous things. We want to be like a son that's obedient, obedient to his parental guardian because God or good is the guardian of all. Well, not you realize that even through death, God is the guardian of all. Now listen to another parable. There was a farmer who planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a pit for the wine press, built a tower. Then he rented it to tenants. Okay, this one is about how the the uh, he rented it out, and yet the people they took over and didn't pay, and uh, they killed the servants he sent to collect. And then uh, he sent a son, thinking it would change things, and they killed his son. So example is here has house. How great will the owner go out there and destroy those wicked people, referring to the greatness of our creator and our heavenly father? How great is he when he comes and destroys the wicked? Because this same scenario is being done here on earth today. And this is why he gave Adam and Eve a home that was the rent, earth. And they have turned and stole his property, the forbidden tree of knowledge of good and evil. So it boiled down to the seed, the offspring, the disease of sin. From imperfection comes imperfection. From perfection comes perfection. So here we see creator will come forth on Armageddon Day like a thief in the night, and he will devour, or not devour, but destroy the wicked evil, no good, and so-called good stiffs. Yeshua again used parables in speaking to them. The king of heaven is like asking who prepared a wedding feast for his son. But when he sent his slaves to summon the invited guests to the wedding, they refused to come. So he sent more slaves instructing them to tell the guests, Look, I prepared my banquet, I've slaughtered my bulls and my fattened cattle, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding. But they weren't interested and went off, one to his farm, another to his business, 
and the rest grabbed his slaves, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was furious and sent his soldiers who killed those murderers and burned down their city. Then he said to his slave, Well, the wedding feast is ready, but the one who were invited didn't deserve it. So go out to the street corners and invite to the banquet as many as you find. So here we have great guests being subsided down for lesser guests or lesser uh, wealthier class of people or slaves and uh, beggars and things like this. And they're being invited to a great wedding feast and are allowed to take the guest or the seats that were there for the uh, the uh, those who were not slaves or beggars and so forth. So it says the slaves went out into the streets, gathered all the people they could find. The bad along with the good and the wedding hall was filled with guests. Now when the king came in to look at, at the guests, he saw there a man who wasn't dressed for a wedding. So he asked him, Friend, how did you get in here with Friend, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? The man was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, and throw him outside in the dark. In that place people will well and grind their teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. So the man was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, Bind him hand and foot and throw him outside into the dark. So anyway, here we're going to the next. Uh, well, I can cover this uh, uh, a little more. The thing is, we shouldn't look up up over others. We shouldn't look up to them because they have a greater position in society over us like president or governor or uh, king, sultan, or um, something great. We we don't look at people because they have, they're like Donald Trump billionaires or George Bush billionaires. We don't look at these people on a day-to-day basis and communicate only with rich folks because the rich don't like the poor anyway. Most of them don't. And they wouldn't communicate with you anyway, because you, even if you were a middle class, you're not a higher class. So we shouldn't even look up to them because they don't even look up to us. But what is being put in our heart when we look up only to them and not to our fellow man on a local level or a basic level or the level of life that both of you are poor or he is poor and you're not? You look upon mankind as the same. You don't judge until you've completely heard what the person says or completely seen his actions, whether they be good actions or bad actions. We want to keep ourselves within God's reach always. Never never turning to, to 
dissipate the line that pulls you toward heaven or the light that pulls you toward heaven. Dissipating it until the line finally cuts in your off to the uh, off to hell forever or lake of fire or return back from what you originally came. All right here. So what I want to tell you is uh, we as a people should always want to help our community become greater and greater in doing good causes. And we want to put ourselves in a position to be used by the community to do good. So this is something we want to do and we always should want to do it. And we should keep ourselves doing good and not straying from good. It says, that same day the Samtazukim came to him, they are the ones who say there's no such thing as resurrection. So they put to him a shikla, shikla. So remember, the law is that we have to believe in the resurrection of Christ and the dead and the resurrection that Christ did while he was here or on earth. If a man if a man dies childless, his brother his brother must marry his widow and have children to preserve the man's family line family line. These there were seven brothers, the first one married and then died. And since he had no children he left his widow up widow to his brother. The same thing okay. The same things happened to the second brother and the third and final to all seven. After them all, the woman died, now in the resurrection of seven. Who, whose wife will she be? For they all are, all married her. So here we're going, we're bringing about the uh, thing of ownership in Christianity. Yeshua answered them, the reason you go astray is that you are ignorant, both of the Tanakh and the, of the power of God. For in the resurrection, neither men nor women will marry, rather they will be like angels in heaven. And as for whether the dead are resurrected, haven't you read what God said to you? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Yeshua, the God of Yochah. He is God, not of the dead, but of the living. When the crowds heard, so God is a God of the living, and neither will own in heaven because they will be like angels. So an uh, angel is really considered a plane, just as a plane flies. Plane's not out there having sex. So there will, in this sense, is there is no ownership for sex or to bear children because you're dead and you you uh, more than likely don't have, even have a need for it, bearing children anymore once you're dead. So the, if we, as we look, look here, there's no need for bearing children. There's no need because you are dead and you've been resurrected. Once you're resurrected, you're resurrected within the, the, the powers of Christ, the, uh, the powers, complete powers of the Holy Spirit, 
uh, or rock harkness. So remember this and keep your your mind open to new things because you will be doing that in uh, the resurrection for those of us who will pass. And I pray that we all have long lives and live to see Armageddon. Uh, those of us who accept Christ as our Savior, that he died for our sins and the resurrection will did and will occur, reoccur. All right, so uh, that is the end of my ministry, so now I'll say a prayer. But let me uh, remind you, please support the ministries. I really depend on you guys and begging you guys. Please support the ministries so I can start back distributing Bibles because that's what I really want to do. All right, uh, go to goodhouse1968.space and shop, and those funds will be contributed towards the ministries. Uh, that, again, is goodhouse1968.space. All right, uh, good, I petition that you enable the brothers to be able to support the ministries and help get Bible, to, to help get uh, religious literature out for the brothers and sisters to be able to grow and develop spiritually, to have good and to be able to lead good action, righteous action, righteous actions, and to produce a seed within themselves that bears right fruit. I pray that you direct those steps of the bears of the right fruit, and I pray that you strengthen their means of uh, bearing a ripe fruit and give them the chances they need in order to do so. Praise in the name of Yeshua. Shalom. Amen. Amen. Shalom.